Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project, where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. We actually really like doing these and it gives you a glimpse inside of our brain and it helps you understand a little bit more of the Uncommon Wealth Partners, the company that Brian and I have started. And the reason why we did is because we really wanted to help people in all aspects of finances, not just their investment accounts or their retirement accounts. So thanks for listening. We're going to talk about a tool today that we have created and we really think it's going to give people not only traction, but a roadmap and casting a vision of where they want to go, what's important to them, and how to get there more effectively. So today we're talking about the Uncommon Financial Dashboard. We have a book that is all spelled out in that book as well, but we hope this is a tool and a resource that you can go to time and time again to help you and if you're married, your spouse, um, a little bit of focus and uh, direction on what you guys are unified on on your future. So Brian and I are financial advisors that care about all aspects of you uh, and what you're passionate about. And then we want to try to put uh, tools in front of you or give you resources to help you achieve your goals faster. That's pretty much Uncommon Wealth Partners in a nutshell. Brian, would you add anything? Amen. No, I think the big, you know, I kind of want to just give a little bit of context to how we created this because we've been working together now for almost eight years. No, almost nine years. Nine years. Uh, wow. That's humbling. Um, you know, we didn't create this in our first year. This is a culmination of a lot of different things, a lot of different influences. One, you know, is our business coaching that we've done for our business and with our mentors. Uh, so that was a huge part of, you know, the creation of this. Uh, another big part of, of this is just seeing our clients, um, and the assets and different things they're doing outside of an investment account or outside of a 401k or a Roth IRA, uh, you know, buying rental properties, owning a business, um, you know, having a side hustle that takes off, uh, those, you know, purchasing a second home, uh, you know, those things have just as big of impact on your overall financial plan as does putting away money in the stock market. And so we wanted a way to kind of help visualize for people on one page, how all this fits together. And then, and then the other side of it too is just is goal setting and you know how do you get a husband and wife typically that's who we're working with who own a business or are entrepreneurial entrepreneurial how do we keep them shoulder to shoulder and focused on unified goals uh, mm-hmm. you know to build wealth and and drive their financial picture right and you know one thing that we've found is there's a lot of financial advisors out there that will give people a 85 page financial plan and what we found is people don't want an 85-page financial plan. They want a one-page financial plan. (laughs) They want a one-page concise direction of where are they, where do they want to go, and how do they want to get there. And so this is basically what we are trying to provide our clients when we talk about their financial picture, where they want to go, 
uh, and just dialing in everything. Here's another thing too that's really important is when, when we started working together, our biggest thing was you are your best asset, meaning no one's going to put more money in your pocket than you are. <laughs> no investment, nothing else like that, but you are. And so how do we help put resources around you to make sure you're, you're achieving things that you want to achieve? Um, and so this is one of those pieces of paper or one of those documents that has a lot more depth uh, of to help you achieve these goals. And it will help you realize that, yeah, I actually am my best asset. My Roth 401k isn't going to be, or my Roth IRA is not going to be my best asset. Um, my house, my mortgage isn't going to be my best asset. No, I'm the one who's actually going to be controlling majority of the cash flow that's coming in. Uh, and so this is a resource to do that. So where do we start? First, I think I, this is where I want to start. If you want to follow along with us or want to start inputting your own numbers in, the way that you can access this is by going to www.uncommonwealth.com and clicking on the one or the Uncommon Financial Dashboard. It's in yeah. resources. It should be on the top uh, thing. And that'll start uh, putting the inputs of all of your specific numbers so you can have your own financial dashboard and hopefully help you uh, in the future. Yeah. And if you if you have our book, uh, this is in our book. The, we have a generic uh, layout of it in the book. And then also, um, it would be good if you're listening to this podcast to follow along on the uh, on the website so that you it, it'll kind of make more sense as we go through it. But I think the first place where I'd like to start is financial planning and building wealth is a process, not an event. And a lot of times I think people, you know, you'll be in the elevator, you'll be at a, you know, dinner party or whatever. And somebody will be like, oh, where should I put, you know, 50 grand or what should I do with this money? You know, and it's like, I've never met you before. Uh, I have no idea what you should do with that money. Um, you know, we're looking for long-term relationships with people that want to build wealth creatively and, uh, and through multiple different channels. And uh, that's a process and a relationship over time. Uh, and so this is a long-term uh, process. Financial planning is a process. And so you need a mechanism and a foundation to keep coming back to it and to continue to check in, you know, where were you at? Where do you want to go? And, you know, how are we doing on that track? And that's what this dashboard does for us. This is how we use that. Right. All right. So we're going to go through the specific, um, I would say sections of this and why they're in there. What's important? Why did we want to put it in there? Um, and kind of give you a little idea of going through it yourself. So let's start with a clear focus. Why did we start with a clear focus? It's on the top left when you get your financial dashboard, your uncommon financial dashboard, it'll be on the top left. And the reason why we wanted to start with this is because you want to keep the end in mind. <laughs> What's the date? How old are you currently? How old will you be when you're ready to you know, hit that financial freedom date is what we call it. And we're talking about ideal financial freedom date. Now, <clears throat> maybe ideal slash realistic financial freedom date, because <laughs> I think a lot of people are like, uh, tomorrow. But uh, it has to be realistic, obviously. But that number can be anything. And I want to be very clear with if, it want, if you want it to be next year, probably not going to be tomorrow, honestly. Maybe it, it would be. But if you want it to be next year, that can totally be done. Totally. It might take a, a higher risk tolerance that you're actually <laughs> willing to achieve. But we have seen it time and time again, where somebody puts their head and mind to it, they get it done. So what is that ideal financial realistic uh, uh, freedom date for you? And it starts with that date, keeping the end in mind, 
where is, you know, that target that we're going to be hitting or need to hit. So that's the first thing in the clear focus. The second one is how old are you currently? Oh yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. No, That's it. I want to say too, I think it's important because I love the saying, you know, we overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in 10. I think this part of the, you know, the dashboard really speaks to that of like, you know, there, we've never had someone say like, I want to be done in 10 years and like laughed at them. I mean, that's totally doable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and you know, people, there's a lot of people that are one year away from retirement. You're probably in your mid fifties or sixties and it's, you know, predicated on social security, a pension investments or other assets. And so uh, everybody's at a different spot. And so that's, what's really neat about this dashboard too, is it's for everybody. um, Mm -hmm. And it really combines everything no matter where you're at. But it does take a little bit of thinking through. Here's why. Because I think a lot of people are just like, well, when I'm 65, that's going to be my retire date. Well, no, what's your ideal realistic? Like, what's your ideal? Is it 65 or is it 58 or 45? I don't know. Whatever it needs to be, it starts to change your paradigm of like, when do I want to have enough income to cover my monthly expenses and then I can do whatever I want? So it does help you with that. So the next thing, um, just... How old are you currently? And if you're, you know, your wife, I would say you and your spouse or you and your husband, write that in there. I'm 40 and my spouse is 39 or I'm 50 and my spouse is 42. I don't know, whatever it needs to be, but put it both in there because you guys are both working on this plan together. And then I think the last, uh, the thing that we have two more sections in here that are important. The first one is the monthly financial freedom number. <laughs> I want to be making X and that's going to be my goal. I want to be making $8,000 per month at this date, my, re- my ideal realistic financial freedom date, and then I can then do whatever I want. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So, but you need to know that number. If you don't know your number, then it's going to take some homework. How much, and this is maybe a quick way to do this, is how much, how much hits your bank account from your current income sources and are you living paycheck to paycheck or are you saving stuff? So quickly, if you're saving $500 a month and you're making $7,500 that hits your bank account, chances are you could probably live on $7,000, but I would say put it at you know $7,500. And you also have to think in 10 years, $7,500 per month is going to feel a little different because of inflation. So there, there's a lot of things to think through there, but uh, it gives you a good idea. All right. Next section. Well, the last one is sources of income. So how many sources of income do you currently have? And you got to be thinking like, okay, my wife has a a job, I have a job, or I'm the only income source. And then we have a rental property. What is that currently? Is it two? Is it four? Is it one? Doesn't matter. Just you need to put some in there. Cool. All right. The next one is investor profile. Man, I love that we have this in here. And I think this is very underutilized in many practices but they're only talking about like an, a money financial account that is dealing with stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Meaning, what do you want that count? Are you a risky investor? Are you not risky? What we have found is if you're talking about one specific account, it's way different than your actual profile for you. <laughs> if I was going to bet on you, are you a riskier person? Or are you like, hey, I like to be a little bit more conservative? We're talking about your investment objective not an account. Definitely. So I guess I'm talking a lot. So I'll just keep talking because I get all hyped up on this. So we have two things in here, the investment objective. So it could be, hey, I just want to not lose any money. Okay. 
Or it's like, hey, I need income and I need as much income as possible. I want cash flow. That's what I'm looking for. Or if like, I want cash flow, but I also want this asset to grow. Or I don't care about cash flow at all. In fact, I'm getting killed with taxes. All I want this money to do is grow. Uh, and then we have ex- ag- aggressive growth or speculative. Like it's pin your ears back. It, <laughs> we're talking penny stocks. We're talking very, very interesting investments. Um, but investment objective. Then the thing that I really get excited about is just your risk tolerance. In general, how is your personality? Some people are like, listen, I'll quit my job tomorrow and I'll start something new, brand new. I don't have any money in the bank. That would be what we call aggressive. (laughs) You're ready to pin your ears back and you're ready to do something big. A lot of people aren't that way. Hey, I'm not going to quit my job right away. I'm going to need a little bit more time. I need a savings account at this big before I feel good. So it gives me a runway, whatever yours is. I think it's important just to document that and have that on your one page. So if we ever look at this with you and we see that you're going to quit your job tomorrow and you have no money in your savings and your risk tolerance is moderate to maybe moderately conservative, we're going to be like, Hey, this might not line up. <laughs> we'd be really cautious. These of this. don't match. These don't match. So, okay. Next one. Go ahead. Income sources. So we have current income sources and we have future income sources. And we actually want you to list them out. So, you know, in our example of our fake client here, it's Ben's wage, Susan's wage, Ben's LLC uh, as the current sources. And then future is Ben's LLC, Ben's Social Security, Susan's Social Security, uh, and then building rent LLC. And so uh, wanting to really kind of start thinking through of, of how are you getting money? How are you getting paid? Now, how do you anticipate getting paid in the future and where and when are those sources uh, coming in? Uh, You know, when you read, you know, the average millionaire has six to seven different streams of income. I mean, the main, you know, buzzword I feel like a lot on the internet and with Robert Kiyosaki and some of the stuff is like, you know, residual income or passive income uh, and all these different things. But to really start mapping these out of like, how could we monetize what we're passionate about? Uh, You know, how, how, what are these sources of income and to start thinking about them and start talking about them. So that's, that's basically it. And income sources is to start getting them written down. Right. And depending on if you have multiple rentals, you can either say, Hey, all those rentals roll up to this one LLC. Uh, You can do it that way, or you can list them all out. We have, you can add sources. um, You can do whatever you want there. So whatever is beneficial for you and your plan, please feel free to manipulate this whole thing like you need. So usually it's, you know, husband's wage, then maybe if the wife has a, you know, if she's staying at home or if she has a part-time job or if she's like the majority of the income and the husband stays home, you can do it that way. We're just, it's Susan's, you know, Susan's wage. Great. And, but in the future, what do you want that to look like? That's kind of exciting to me because now it's starting to think of like, well, wait, this is what I think people start thinking about. Well, what is a good way to make money? And we're saying, stop thinking that way. What's a good way for you to make money where you're excited and passionate about? Is it art? Then let's figure out that. If it's rental properties, let's figure out that. But don't try to use somebody else's plan for your plan. This is where you need to start really thinking through what would it be where I would get excited about if I was getting paid to sell artwork. In this example, I would be excited. Okay, now we can work on something. So, and that's the future income sources. Great one. Okay, next one. Dun, 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 dun. Current, current debts and liabilities. Yes. Why is that important? Well, we need to know where you're at 
and um, you know what liabilities are outstanding. Uh, not only impacts your balance sheet and your overall net worth, but obviously your cash flow as well. And typically, you know, when, when people are in debt, they want to get it paid off, and so we want to have that as part of our plan and understanding those numbers and um, you know different things that are influencing your you know purchasing decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. It says a lot. Tells a lot about you know an individual. So. Right. And what I would say is there's sometimes we come up with clients, the husband is like ready to go and the wife is a little bit more conservative. What we have found with those people is we can get the wife on board with doing something uncommon as long as the debt picture is manageable for the spouse. Like, hey, as soon as we get these three debts, maybe the car, the credit card and student loan paid off then I would feel comfortable for us to do something in common. Um, but this is a way that we can really start bringing and unifying marriages together before we take this step in the uncommon world of investing in yourself and something you're passionate about. This is a really good option to, hey, let's be unified and be paying off you know, two car loans before we do something different. But it gives you action items right away. So the current debts are kind of fun for us to just list out. And here's what I would say. Do not feel shame about having multiple thousands. Like it doesn't matter how many accounts you have in debts, write them down because it gives us a plan to go after. So don't feel bad about that. The next phase I like, uh, I want to talk about is the current wealth building. And a lot of times people just talk about a 401k account or your savings account. The way that we have laid this out for current wealth building is a little bit different. Why do we do that, Brian? Well, it's kind of like what we alluded to in the beginning of the podcast that, you know, people have a lot of different assets, especially now. And uh, I think a lot of times, you know, people underestimate their overall assets. And especially if we talk about, you know, you are your best asset. It's about getting you to think uh, with a different mindset about the different things that you're impacting, the different resources that you have access to or that you have built up. And so, you know, on there, we have real estate that can be your primary residence. Uh, or other real estate. Uh, we have the business um, kind of box on there, you know, savings, um, savings and investment type money, or life insurance type money, cash value, uh, and then retirement assets. So that's kind of more of like the 401k, Roth IRA, you know, uh, employer sponsored plan, that type of thing. Uh, so trying to get people to really start looking at their overall balance sheet when they talk about building wealth and not not just an investment account. Right. Because of real estate, every time you pay, make a payment, you're building equity. Now, it might not be much, especially if you're in the beginning of your 30-year term, but you are building equity in that property. So whenever you pay that bill, be thinking that you are putting some money away that you're saving for later, which is good. We want to know that. So once we take those current wealth building strategies and you put them all in the system, then it subtracts or adds those all up, the asset total. So if you have a rental property and you bought it for 180, but it is assessed at 200,000, I would put that assessed value of 200,000. In that current debts, you should have put what you have in the mortgage. Like let's say you have 160,000. So you can see how 200 minus 160, you have $40,000 of equity in that. And that's what our system does. So it takes and adds up all your current wealth building strategies and then it subtracts your current debts and it gives you dun, 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 your net worth. <laughs> so let's talk about this because in the middle of this whole page, it has a net worth chart. It has one on the left, which would be the current year that you're at. And it'll tell you what your assets minus liabilities are currently. What our system does 
is it takes your ideal realistic financial freedom date and it puts it to the right of this graph. And then it does a calculation of kind of approximate what you're going to need in net worth to kick off as much monthly freedom number, the income that you'll need. So you'll have two pictures here in the net worth chart. One is current. The next one is where you need to hit. And it's only an, an estimate. It's not like an exact science. But let's talk through that exact or the, the estimate of that right number of what we think that you're going to need in your net worth to kick off your monthly financial freedom number. So yeah, the net worth column on the far right is that date should align with what we set in the clear focus. Mm-hmm. And so what we're trying to project is that monthly financial freedom number, which is a monthly number, multiplied by 12 to give us an annual number, and what the assets it would take to generate that type of income. And that can come from, and the reason we, you know, and currently, you know, building wealth, that category, what we're really trying to show you is that it might not just be a byproduct of your investments, but over your overall assets that get us to that number. Right. Yeah. And I think too, it it goes back to income sources. Like what income sources do you want to be generating at that point? So making sure those all in line, but it gives you a good snapshot of, hey, you're going to need around in this example that we were looking or that we're looking at 2.2 million. So it might be a shocker to you, but know that there's multiple ways that we get that number. So you just don't need to have $2.2 million in your IRA or your retirement account. It could be a multiple of different things that add you up to that net worth. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that you don't really have to generate anything in the system. It, uh, it just generates for you. The other thing that I think we were really desiring in this one page financial dashboard, um, in this uncommon financial dashboard is goals. Like what's our one-year goal, three-year goal, and five-year goals? And making sure they're all in line with everything that you're telling us. And so the next section that you're going to fill out is your one-year goals. What are those goals? For example, if Susan or Ben are really nervous about doing an uncommon plan and Susan's like really excited about it, and he says, listen, I want to pay off two cars in this next year or one car. Let's do one car. I don't know. Whatever those goals are that you're controlling. Um, or it can be like, hey, I want that investment account to be up over $200,000. We have a couple of clients like that. Whatever that goal is, it needs to align with your your ideal realistic financial freedom date and all of that. But it's something that you can start talking through of saying like, hey, in the next 12 months, this is important to us. Let's write it down. And I think, you know, obviously the other thing I want to say about this is, um, you know, most, if you think about it, I think if you've listened to the show, you've heard us say this before, but I'm going to say it again. Traditional financial planning of like, hey, we need to max out your 401k or whatever it is, or put money away for retirement. You can't touch this money for 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it is. They're trying to buy the last day of your life and work backwards. Mm-hmm. When we meet with people, it's, you know, your goals are, you know, typically one to three years. What's what's in front of you right now? The way we plan, we're trying to, you know, get you more income and help you financially tomorrow. We're trying to buy the next day of your life. And then as we continue to solve for that and build up your income, lower your debt, all those different things, you'll actually probably retire faster. But it's this one year, three year goals that is 90% of our conversations is what's in front of you now. 
and especially this year with COVID, I mean, we've had so many families saying, hey, uh, you know, we're just not comfortable with what's happening with our kids. We're pulling them out of school or we're switching to a private school that has different, you know, rules or whatever. How do we, how do we pay for that? Right. Do we need a 529? Like those things are shifting in the moment, real time that weren't on our purview 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. And that gets back to, you know, planning is a process, not an event. Things are going to change in your, in your life and goals are going to change even, but to be able to document them and then have people like ourselves hold you accountable to those goals. Uh, you know, it's really powerful to start really documenting this stuff and, and going over it with somebody that's, you know, not in your family. Right. I'm so grateful that you brought that point up because I think there's a lot of people that don't want to go talk to any financial advisor because they're like, it's so far away and so many things are going to change that what's the point of even trying to plan now? Right. And the way that you and I plan is like, no, 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 we need to plan what's important for the next one or three years. Even if it is like, we've met with some guy, I want to take my whole family to Disney World, put it down. Let's show you how to do it faster. You know, like, let's show you how it doesn't just compromise your retirement or things like that, because they're important. And if you're not excited about the next one to three years, it's going to be a rough road. And we might as well get something on the board that you can be held accountable to. That's both exciting to you and your spouse if you're married and something that you can control because now you have the ability and the power to go out and do it as fast as you can. So good. Okay. So we do have one that you do your one-year goals, your three-year goals, and your five-year goals. So those are all on your, your Uncommon Financial Dashboard. And then at the end, it has risk management. And we have eight different points there. And all you have to do is click it. But they are important. Do you have life insurance in place? Do you have a disability coverage in place through work or whatever, but you feel comfortable with what you have? Long-term care is something that no one wants to talk about, but you just got to kind of address it. Do you have it or not? Health insurance, wills and trust, are they in place? Power of attorney, living will, and beneficiaries are all in check. Those are something that we were just thinking that that could be helpful as a reminder. Those are important too. Not only just being loving and, and planning for when you're here, but if you were to graduate early on us, uh, those are in place. And that's some way you can definitely. Yeah, definitely like the nuts and bolts of basic financial planning is this box. And I would say, I mean, what do you think of the couples that we meet with? What percent would you say haven't updated their will or trust or anything or not have anything in the last five years? 70, 70%. Yeah. I, think I was thinking 80, but yeah, yeah. it's a, it's up there. Right. So this is a box, not only for yourself, but for us, if you, you know, choose to engage us or our help and our coaching and accountability with all of this, um, that it's just something that we have to take into account. Right. And it might be something that goes back up on your one year goal. Like, Hey, my wife and I want to do our wills and trusts this year. Awesome. Put it down, you know, and then now you are both unified in that uh, and you can put a plan together for that. And I think the last thing I'd say, just because, you know, we've now experienced that we've, we've lost our, our first client uh, has passed away and having them have everything buttoned up, you know, the process was relatively smooth. I mean, it's never smooth, you know, emotionally or whatever to go through that. Uh, but from a planning perspective, you know, it was, it was pretty smooth. And conversely, we've heard a lot of horror stories where people, you know, family members didn't have things buttoned up and it was an absolute nightmare for the family to, to deal with. Um, and so one of the most loving things you can do is having your affairs in order. And 
you know, planning for that day, uh, it is one of the more loving things you can do. So, right. So this is all like a, a tool and resource for you and your spouse to be shoulder to shoulder, as Brian and I say, instead of just at each other, uh, to be unified on what you guys want to do uh, moving forward. And we know that one of the top two reasons for divorce is finances. And we hope this is something that helps you get excited. And both of you are working together to achieve things that are important to you. And at the end of the day, like we love this stuff. We love people and we love what they want to do with their life. And so the more people we can get to fill this out and the more people we can help with this is, I mean, we're all about it. But if you ever want us to like, just look over what's going on or even engage with us in a more like I would say, uh, yeah, what am I Professional setting. Professional setting. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we would love to do that too. Uh, so get more information on our website, www.uncommonwealth.com. Uh, reach out to us, schedule a 15-minute call, do your own Uncommon Financial Dashboard, see what it looks like for you. And we really hope that you get through your goals as fast as you can. We hope that you use this. I hope it, hope it is a good resource for you. Definitely. And I think the, the other thing is, is the, you know, what we've seen with all the different people we get to work with and help and, uh, you know, talk to, it's just amazing when you do get unified on this and you do get a baseline set, how fast it can truly go. So mm. no matter where you're at, the difference 18 months, two, three years can make is really life-changing. And so we want this to be a life-giving uh, tool and experience uh, and if you want our help, you know, you know, looking over your shoulder, co-piloting, you know, we do have packages depending on how much time and accountability and coaching that you want. Um, and, and you can help, you know, you can hire us to help you go faster and be held more accountable. And so this is one of the tools that we use as part of our, you know, financial coaching and counseling that we do uh, as financial advisors. So, right. I will say this, this is a hundred percent free probably should have said that the first two minutes, but uh, this is hundred percent free. The only thing you do need to do is put your email address in there uh, and then it'll be emailed out to you. But it's a nice one page deal, depending on, I will caveat this. Like if you have a whole bunch of current income sources or you have a whole bunch of debts or a whole bunch of assets, it might push into two, two pages. But uh, for the most part, the most important stuff is on that first page. And you've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. We appreciate you guys. And until next time, go be uncommon. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.